0: It's time for another exciting episode about the exhilarating world of insurance. Today, we're going to talk about insurance agency technology. So get ready. Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. One key aspect of this show is to help you become more aware of what's going on in the world outside your agency. I know a lot of us get trapped into thinking what we're doing is what everyone else is doing, and that the world isn't really changing that much when it comes to insurance and the industry overall. But unfortunately, that's not actually what's happening. So unfortunately as well, much of the technology that we really need actually needs to be provided by the carriers. Or the people with whom we're doing business and writing policies, whether they're program managers or other forms of distribution in the insurance business, a lot of the things are those that we cannot control. So along came insurtech companies. If you're not familiar with that, obviously it's a blend of two words, insurance and technology. This was first largely seen in the fintech area, which would be the financial services sector. But then... Insurance companies and technology companies saw more opportunity to begin working together. What makes insure tech companies unique and what gives them an advantage is that they control both the product itself, often, and the way it's distributed. So what that means is that they are controlling the insurance policy and the way that people are able to purchase it. Now, as an agent, you depend on carriers or MGAs or program managers or a variety of other companies, and people to control the product itself. They control how you get the quote. They control how you bind the policy. They control the many inefficiencies that you have to deal with. They also control the process and all the documentation and other items, such as underwriting requirements, that are required for you to transact a very simple policy. I'm always upset, I'll say, when I think of people selling things like home-based business insurance for which I've seen applications that are three or four pages long, with 30 or more questions on it. In a later episode, I'm sure both I and you have quite a bit to say about it. But let's get back to these InsurTech companies. You who aren't in touch with what InsurTech is and what's going on out there, I think that you might be quite surprised. Now, there are different types of InsurTech companies. Some of these companies are actually carriers, and they're built on easy-to-use technology, Like lemonade. They can get someone a renter's insurance quote in minutes. And when you go to their website, they tell you they can settle a claim in just a few minutes and sometimes even less. Now, isn't that appealing in the modern world when people are looking to transact business or complete something quickly? I'd say the average person who's looking for a renter's policy or a condo policy or even auto insurance today, they're not really looking to do a bunch of research and fill out paperwork or answer a lengthy series of questions of course they're certainly not looking to go through a complex underwriting process and that's why these companies are so appealing on top of that many of these insurtech companies have beautiful websites they're quite impressive they look like an online store and you can easily choose what you'd like think about this when you send someone a quote for auto insurance or a bop policy or perhaps some form of general liability, or a homeowner's policy. Are you able to let your consumer or your client just choose their options from a menu? No. You usually send them a quote, and it only shows the options that you selected. Wouldn't it be great if you could add additional premium and let them choose extra coverages just by clicking on a few buttons? Unfortunately, as agents, you just don't have this technology. And realistically, I just don't see it coming in the future. Now, there are other types of insurtechs. Some are technology platforms that are backed by carriers. So keep in mind that the people building the software, they might not have any insurance background at all, nor are they even necessarily interested in insurance. They're interested in making money and technology, and this I understand as well. But what's going to surprise you is that some of the names funding these companies I don't need to name off any companies that are backing these insure tech companies, but I think if you did just a little bit of research and a couple quick searches for insure tech companies, you'd be very surprised to find out that many of the companies backing the insure tech companies with their great online websites are some of the companies with which you work. That's right. The companies that distribute their policies through the agency network are also often funding companies directly who are allowing consumers to buy insurance on the internet with a much easier to use process than you provide. Now there is a negative. A lot of these quotes that I see have a lot of restrictions and exclusions on them. In fact, I recently remember reading through a professional liability policy that was sold online and it was as low as something like $22 a month. Of course, unlike a standard simple professional liability policy for this industry in which I was researching, it excluded work done by independent contractors, and it had defense inside the limits, which is totally different than the policies that we would sell somebody. So a lot of what people are buying online, unfortunately for the consumer, is a more restrictive version of something that you might sell. But what these consumers are looking for is ease of use. If you think that your process is simple... Think about the last time you went to buy a car. Did you enjoy arguing and haggling and discussing the options with someone? Did you enjoy sitting down and wondering how long it would take? Did you enjoy the fact that you don't even know if you can get the product or the car that you want because for some reason they don't seem to have what you want on the lot right now? So you spent five or six hours and you left with nothing. Now, think about what an insurance consumer feels. They're looking for the same process that you were looking for with the car. They want it to be smooth. They want it to be easy. They want it to be efficient. Now, does that mean they're gonna get the best product? Probably not, but do they even care? In fact, something to ask people when they contact you for insurance is, what are you hoping to achieve with this insurance purchase? I think that you'll be quite surprised to find out a lot of people might say something like, I just need proof of insurance to make it legal for me to drive, or something like, I just need to move into this space. The landlord says I need insurance. So they might go on the internet and buy some type of policy that has a series of extreme limitations, something that you would never purchase and certainly probably wouldn't sell to somebody else. But they were able to do it in just a few minutes. And that's what they were looking for. Now, being me, I love to bring up these tech companies, particularly with my carrier reps and other representatives when they come to the office or when they call me for a conference call. I especially like to bring up their names when I know that the carrier to which I'm speaking is actually backing one of my online competitors. It's not easy for them to respond, but they give me a few standard responses. My favorite, of course, is, don't worry, Dave, you just have to show them your value as an agent. My response is simple. Well, sure, of course we provide a lot of value. Now, I want you to know that I really do believe in the value of an insurance agent, kind of like I believe in the value of a dentist. Think about it. If you have a cavity, you could just go to the garage, grab a pair of pliers. You could pull your own tooth out. Hey, what about the value of a real estate agent or an escrow agent? Could you do your own escrow? Sure. Do you have 500 hours to figure out how to complete 97 different documents and deal with all that stuff? Probably not. So after I tell them that I believe in the value of an insurance agent, I say, sure, That's true, but after you guys spend millions of dollars marketing online, how on earth are they ever going to find us? Now I know that some of you out there are thinking, well, my business comes from referrals, and that's great. Or I have a well-established book that I can simply cross-sell. And again, that's great. But the more I talk to people, I'm finding that they don't necessarily have a well-established book that matters so much anymore. I personally had customers for eight or more years And on a whim one day, I would get an email and they'd say, hey, I switched everything. And I keep thinking back to all those times, people would tell me, well, if you've written multiple policies, they're likely to stay with you forever. In fact, I think there's some magic number in there. They often say if you sell two policies to one person or three and you've cross-sold them and created a package for them, that they're, let's just pick a number here, 70% more likely to stay. Well, I have customers who had nine or 10 policies. And would you believe that I woke up one morning to a quick email that said, hey, I switched everything. And then I would try to call them or send them an email back. Perhaps they would respond. And I would say, what happened? And they'd say, well, I just saw this thing. And I just did it all online. It's all taken care of now. And I've already done it. So I just want to cancel. Sometimes I'll get a fax or an email from a direct writer. It's even on their letterhead, just so I get to know who it is. And it'll be a form that the customer electronically signed online, canceling all of their policies with us to move to them. So back to what I was saying here, when speaking with these reps, it's quite shocking that they're not used to hearing a response like this. So then they follow up with another statement. Don't worry, they'll just go out of business. Have you ever heard something else like that? For example, when a carrier raises rates, they just say they're trying to slow their business down or you'll get the customer back one day. Sure, that makes me feel a lot better. So when they tell me, don't worry, they'll just go out of business using sure tech companies, I say, so what? The consumers are being trained more and more to use the internet, and now they're part of another company's marketing machine. I'm guessing that most agents don't have a powerful marketing machine. Let me give you an example. There's a good reason to keep your clients away from many of the direct writers Because their marketing is so incredible that they're constantly in their mind. For example, you might see commercials from a direct writer online. Then a customer of yours will go online and get a quote. And they might not actually buy it. Perhaps the quote isn't as good. Perhaps they don't have the money. Perhaps they don't understand the quote. Or perhaps they just can't find what they're looking for. But what will happen will be step one of a serious drip marketing campaign. If you're not familiar with the term drip marketing, think of it like a faucet. So after you go online and request a quote, even if you don't provide all of your information, those companies will be able to continually market to the consumer over and over again. They do it through email. They do it through Facebook marketing. They do it through Instagram marketing. Sometimes people will provide a phone number and they'll send them a text message. And the emails that they make? They look good. These are professionally written emails, and they've studied the sequences they need to use to entice a consumer to come back again and again. Sometimes I like to get quotes online, too, and just see what will happen. Would you believe that within 24 hours, not only do I receive my first email, I will receive numerous images on the internet with targeted advertising? Now, can you do that? If someone calls you for a quote and you don't make the sale, are you able to market to them through nine different channels? I see videos on Snapchat. I see images on Pinterest, advertisements on Instagram, advertisements on platforms you and I have never heard of probably also exist. They have incredible marketing. I call it the marketing machine. And this is why the tech companies are growing at such a fast rate and companies want to invest in them. So where does that leave us? The first thing that I want to say is don't worry. Look, there are over 300 million people in the United States and that number is constantly growing. I'd say that there are more than enough customers to go around. Think about it. The top auto and home insurance company in the United States, the one with the most customers, it has a large percentage of the market, but there's still more than enough for everybody else. There are over 900 property and casualty insurance companies in America. So clearly, there's a great deal of opportunity. So what can you do to compete in the modern world? First, there's your marketing strategy. Now, that has a different meaning when you're talking about getting leads versus retention or keeping your current customers from going away. At first, let's talk here about marketing strategies for getting leads and working with new customers. The first thing that I love is niches. Perhaps you've heard the expression, niches make riches. I didn't create the expression, but I do have to tell you that I love it. When you work in a niche, selling insurance is not so competitive. I certainly wouldn't call home and auto insurance a niche. In fact, it sounds like just about everybody seems to get started in that portion of the market. There are so many direct writers to compete with. You have to compete with numerous captive agents. There are countless independent agents. You've got people working down at credit unions selling this insurance. And now we have insurtech companies stepping in and trying to market directly to escrow and mortgage companies. So I know a lot of you out there probably get referrals from mortgage companies or their affiliates, people that work with the mortgage companies. But as the insurance technology gets better, what you're going to see is insurance companies are going to somehow link into their software so that when someone gets a mortgage quote, they'll instantly be able to get an insurance quote as well. Now, When your friends retire from that company, and bringing donuts and cookies by doesn't work anymore, you might not see those leads anymore. I recall recently talking to an agent working in the Pacific Northwest, and she had said that their referrals from mortgage companies are down significantly. Now, I can't specifically say that's due to technology, but it certainly doesn't help anybody. Now, back to talking about working with your new leads in your marketing. First... If you can get a lead on the phone, which is becoming increasingly difficult, make sure to quickly define your value over a website that doesn't care about them. As an agent, of course you care about them. Let's look at why. First, you're a good person and you work in the insurance business because you want to help people. You want to protect people. That's certainly why I used to love the business. That was my number one reason. I loved selling people policies because I knew I could sleep at night and they could sleep at night because now they're protected. And then, of course, you also have the financial motivation. And there's nothing wrong with that. You want to protect your loss ratio. So you want to talk to consumers about their risks. You want to keep them with you for a long time. So you want to let them know that you'll be there for them when they need you and that you can provide a lot of great service as well. Even if it's not fully online, sometimes people actually want to talk to a person. Have you been to a supermarket lately or a major hardware store that uses self-checkout? Aren't you surprised to see how many people are still in line with a regular checker? People need human interaction in the modern world. Not everybody wants to just stare at their phone all day. Next, what you're going to need is some form of constant marketing or consistent marketing. Now, I'm not saying you have to pick up the phone every week and call all of your clients. In fact, if you're big enough, I don't even know how that's possible. Some of you probably have 2,000 or 5,000 or 10,000 clients, you might only have three people working at your agency, but you still insure perhaps two to 3,000 households, it probably wouldn't be feasible for you to keep in touch with them by picking up the phone over and over to contact them. What you need to do is you need to use effective marketing tools. In the next episode, we're going to go over more about different types of marketing tools, and I'm going to send out some information in the newsletter about some of the techniques that we use. When I say effective marketing, this is really a question for both getting new customers and retention. For example, there's a grocery store that I go to and I often see an agent's photo and phone number in the shopping cart. Now, the average person probably doesn't even pay attention to that. They just throw things in their shopping cart and cover up their face. Is that a good use of someone's money? Are people going to the store seeing that phone number and then thinking, gosh, I could make a call right now in the market, stop what I'm doing, and get a quote. Or maybe I'll take a picture and I'll remember to call this person later. That agent, he's a local agent, he must be there for me. It's really hard for me to imagine that. In fact, what I like to do is sometimes I like to survey my mother and then a very young person and ask them their take on it. And even she, being in her later years, still told me that she probably wouldn't call the guy in the shopping cart. When you're thinking of marketing also, especially for retention, you have to stay relevant to your clients. Think of all of the marketing that you see from the name brands in insurance. They use both modern marketing and old-fashioned marketing. You see them on television. You see them on the internet. You see them on Instagram. Even if you don't use Instagram, by the way, let's just say many millions of people are. Now, I want you to think about other brands and how they stay in front of you. Even if you don't use their product, if I was to ask you right now to name two brands of soda, I'll bet you could name two of them right away. And I bet I could guess which two you'd name. You might not even drink soda, but they have such good marketing that you can immediately think of a brand. Now, the key here is staying relevant to your clients. How do you do that? Well, there are a lot of different ways. You want to keep your name in front of them, you could use a newsletter. You can use phone calls, like I discussed earlier, although that might not be as efficient. It really depends on the size of your agency and the level of service that you're interested in providing. If you deal with high net worth clients, you're probably going to have a different strategy for keeping in communication with them, maybe similar to what a financial planner or broker would do. And by broker this time, I mean something like a stock broker, not an insurance broker. If you have a large client base and they're non-standard, You might want to use a newsletter because you don't want to call them on the phone, but you want to make sure that they call you when they have a new insurance need. That's the thing. A lot of agents lose customers when their clients have a new need because they simply don't even think about their current agent. I can think of times in my life when someone had a few policies and then they went to another place because they picked up something new. Maybe they bought a boat. Maybe they bought a motorcycle. Maybe they bought a business and they said, oh, I didn't know you do that. Now to you, you might think, well, obviously an agent that sells home or auto insurance sells motorcycle insurance, or obviously an agent that sells general liability obviously sells professional liability as well or property coverage. But that doesn't mean that everyone's thinking that. Remember, don't just think like an insurance professional. Think like a consumer. Now the most important part of whatever process you're going to use is that you refine it. So you create it, you study it, you analyze it, and then you constantly improve it. That is one thing that really makes big companies different. On one hand, they're not as nimble as you are. They can't make adjustments quickly to their processes. But on the other hand, they use something called metrics, where they can look at data and see the results of their actions. For example, let's say you already have a newsletter. Let's say you have a follow-up strategy and it involves a series of multiple phone calls and emails. Can you say with a certainty what percentage of the time that resulted in a sale or what your results were from the emails? Do you know the open rate? Do you know how many people opened your email? Do you know how many people clicked on a link you put in the email? Do you even give them something to do in the email, which is commonly referred to as a call to action? Now, I'm not saying it's easy to do any of these things. Sometimes it's not even simple. And there is a difference between simple and easy. But there is some technology out there that you can use to help you with these things. In the old days, you probably would have used a spreadsheet. You would have written down something like, I made 75 calls over the month or possibly the day, depending on how often you pick up the phone. And that resulted in 40 sales. But the big companies, they can really drill this information down. And you can actually do this too. You can study how many calls you make, how many emails you send, what types of emails are you sending? Are these newsletters? Are they scripted follow-ups that you've created? Do you have a drip marketing campaign? These are all things that you can analyze. So after you create it, it doesn't just work. You'll have to study it and then continually improve it to change with the times, and to keep up with your customers. Now, in the upcoming episodes, I really want to drill down more and talk about some of the marketing strategies I've used, things that I've seen work, things that I I haven't even done but I think could work. I just haven't had an opportunity to implement yet due to the size of our client base. And we're going to touch on quite a few different topics. Now, as a reminder, if you have a topic you'd like to talk about, whether in-depth or just to go over a little bit, please feel free to send me an email to dave at planetoftheagents.com. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for joining me in this episode. We're going to talk about quite a few new things over the coming year. We have a lot of topics that come primarily directly from insurance agents and brokers that I work with, that are my friends, that are people I've known in the industry for many years, and in some cases, I hate to say it, but people I feel like are a little panicked about their future. I feel like there are a lot of people who are too young to retire, but who are also concerned about where their agency is going and where is it going to be in the future as things continue to change. In the future, in the near term, I actually could see people being able to purchase insurance quickly over a home voice assistant, such as an Amazon device or a Google device. In fact, I know that there are some companies already out there that are letting people get quotes that way. I'm not sure at this point if you can fully purchase a policy, but it certainly is coming. And technology does make things easier. Unfortunately, in insurance, a lot of what we see is not really helping the agents at this time. But there are quite a few things that you can implement to make your business, say, 25 or 50% easier. Currently, where we stand, a lot of human interaction is still required, and there's both good and bad to that. For the more complex policies and for high net worth clients or large companies, obviously human interaction is going to be a key because they have different expectations. But a lot of you probably have small clients that purchase a series of what some people would refer to as micro premiums, and you can't continue to spend a lot of time on those customers. You simply won't make enough money. You can't afford customer service representatives to help them. And when you look at how much service some of these customers require, you may be asking yourself, gosh, should I still be selling this product? I know that's a thing that I have wrestled with and I've tried to implement different things in my office that make the process easier and that make the whole system just a little bit more efficient so it's not so difficult. I'm going to talk in a coming episode about things I really love to sell and ways that you might be able to make them easier. It's probably going to relate to commercial insurance. So if you're not in the commercial insurance side yet, it might be something you want to think about for the future. As I mentioned earlier, when you think about niches or niches and where you're going to be in the future with your agency, you do have to ask yourself, in 10 years, am I going to be selling home and auto insurance? And my answer is I'm just not sure how relevant that is going to be in the future. So uh, once again, uh, thank you everybody for listening and thank you for joining us on today's episode of Planet of the Agents. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast and make sure to subscribe to the newsletter at planetoftheagents.com and keep in touch by sending your questions and your comments to me and let me know what else you'd like to hear. Once again, the email address is dave at planetoftheagents.com. Have a great day. Get out there. Keep selling. Keep marketing. And keep growing. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.